This is CliffCentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on CliffCentral.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, Alan. Kisses from coast to coast. Uh, yeah. I love that. Well, kisses Bye-bye. also just from Joburg where I stayed this week. Whereas <laughs> you went go, go gallivant. Durban, Cape Town's busy. Life's good. I'm going to Durban this week, actually. I'm very excited. I, 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 I dig Durban. I love Durban. Every time I go there, I'm like, why do I not live here again? I prefer Cape Town in that sense, but I, um, I don't. Yeah, both, are, both are great. This is the unview. The thin, oh, the rich, and the fabulous. We don't know who's thin, who's rich, and we're definitely fabulous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we can own. You know, you've got to own things in life. I must say, since I've been doing this show, I've become far more fabulous. I agree, actually. I can't not. I didn't even notice today, but my beanie matches my shoelaces. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think you're having an effect on me. Is it the gay thing? A little bit. And maybe the fact that we interviewed Mr. Cluck last oh, oh, week. Oh, yes, Malcolm gave you some, yeah. He gave Malcolm, me some tips. Some tips. Yeah, yeah just a tip. <laughs> tips and, okay. Let's leave it at that. Nathan Rowe, how you doing, boy? I'm wonderful. How are you? Life is good. The album's coming out soon. Yes, Swing City. Yeah, it's coming out on the, on Spring Day. First of September, yeah, that's we're doing the launch uh, this Sunday at uh, the Barnyard Theatre in Cresta. Lovely. Um, yeah, we managed to find a time when they weren't doing anything there. Oh, apparently, so, apparently so, Sunday night. So yeah, you got the ukulele. What, what can we expect from you? Give us something from the album. <laughs> oh, jeepers! <laughs> Wait, I'll tell you who the guests are in studio. You're going to want to listen to this music. Uh, You're all right. singing, by the way. Well, this is just me on a ukulele. Even Mark, Mark Lottring will make him sing. Everyone so sing. Uh, let's see. Turn the ukulele up. <laughs> when I Above is the summer moon. Children will be sleeping soon. Mm-hmm. The work is all done and so. In studio we'll be talking to Sam Pio. The cattle bells do not ring. The night birds begin to sing. The work is all been done, so it's time for Alan Ford to sing. Home talk takes me home. Home talk, calling me home. Home talk takes me home. Home talk. Yeah. Come on, harmony. Oh yes. Pray sing it. Home talk. Special guest in the studio from the show, calling me home at the Civic Theatre, the Johannesburg Theatre. <clears throat> I get confused by the name, at Joburg Theatre, Nelson Dela Theatre. Worked because you worked there 20-something years ago. No, not quite 20, but it was the Civic Theatre. It was like long. It was yeah. 12 years ago. Thoroughly right. modern mini, dear. You, yes, were, on, darling, you were upstairs, yes. we were yes, downstairs. Yes, you Debbie does Dallas, and let me put it out there. <laughs> Sam's always been on top. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha Pio, top South African actress, singer. Cabaret artist, performer, galore in studio <laughs> with the phenomenal Anthony Downing, who has just come back from London after spending four years playing Raoul. Mm-hmm, on the Asian tour, yes. On the Asian tour of The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, I was going to say I love Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> totally different villain. Never mind. That's yeah. Jafar. Jafar, yes. Raoul. Sorry, Raoul. I get, Jafar. Yeah, I okay. get confused. But so I don't think it's fair that, that a, a gay gentleman introduced Sam Pierre. Because, well, just because you don't understand, I don't think, you know, like when, when people see, when, when mm. heterosexual men think Sam Pio. Shut up. We picture 
like a Native American standing on the edge of a cliff with a feather in her hair and like a, Pocahontas. Yes, okay. you've her gone long Disney flowing, again. I know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a problem. <laughs> the usual okay. You're obsessed. So two phenomenal actors are in the studio, and um, the show "Calling Me Home" is, as I said, at the Joburg Theatre. It's happening right now at the moment. A very interesting piece. And I think people should see it because for one major reason, I think a lot of money needs to go in creating yeah. creating more South African work. Definitely. And um, I think that the show is a little long, but the music's great. The voices are fantastic. The talent is all there. Staging, brilliant. Um, yeah. And I really, listen, I think it's, uh, a few people have knocked it. but A lot I, of people have knocked it. it. But we have responded in kind. But <laughs> Sam, there is one concern that I have because if somebody is not investing mm. in creating our own stories, we, we're always looking abroad. And I'm, I'm not saying that, that it's not brilliant, the Priscilla Queen of the Deserts and the West Side stories and all these. But, but, we, but we constantly look abroad. So yeah. someone's got to take a leap somewhere. No, totally. I agree. And, and a good effort. Good for sure, definitely. So, so let's, that's and big cajones, as big. they say, to do this on an epic scale. Um, <laughs> and why are you laughing at that? Because <laughs> it doesn't go with the Pocahontas image of you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, long hair, beautiful. Giant cajones. <laughs> cajones. Mm. <laughs> and for us as well, it's great for um, local artists mm-hmm. to, yeah, I guess, create new characters and also have producers that have really treated us really well. And very respectfully, which is also quite something. You know, as actors, sometimes you get treated. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Come on. <laughs> you don't have to mention names. No, no names. No, I think it's just in terms of, you know, you kind of are just a cog in the wheel. You're not necessarily seen as, you know, frontliners or even mm-hmm. even if you are used to sell tickets and put bums on seats, you're kind of just part of the whole mechanism. Whereas I think um, – and certainly Anthony's experienced this overseas as well. Producers will treat the leading players as as really valuable and very um, important to the piece. And you get treated with a certain amount of respect. Um, and, and certainly, you know, you were talking earlier about being in an industry and having, you know, done your show, what, 20-something, when you were 21. Um, when Once you've been in the industry for a long time, it's really, it's very nice to be treated in a particular way. Mm. And so um, I've gone right off the track here, but that was just my thinking. <laughs> well, well the, the thing is, it's you've been in the business now for how long? Yeah, 20, 28 years. 28 years. Yeah. What was your first show ever? Uh, Joseph, who doesn't do Joseph? Doesn't, yeah, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, mm. and I was an adoring girl. Anthony Dunn, <laughs> what was your first production? Joseph as well. I played really? Dad, yeah. My oh. first musical was Joseph. Really? But like you're saying, it's, I think it's everyone's first. You know, it's <laughs> the one that we all jump into when we start. Sure. The business. one that breaks the seal. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I never got into theatre. I miss Joseph. <laughs> Don't. That's what happened. Oh, I better go. I better call you. You gotta find the show. Yeah, I went straight it. into nudity. Uh, <laughs> you went into porn. Yeah. I went into <laughs> musical porn. Yeah. How weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I think it tells a lot about you as an actor, you know, I mean. What you're going you, to you musical porn? Well, do you, you, just, <laughs> you, you look across the, the table here and you've got these consummate professionals. I mean, they look like they're carved out of marble. Um, they are just so beautiful, so wonderful, so talented. And then this side, I, uh, the closest I came to theater was I got a call back for SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't go back. 
I should have. Did you want to? <laughs> or you just decided you? At the time, I thought it would be fun. You know, talk about sometimes not getting the best reviews. The Citizen newspaper, mm. when I did Debbie Does Dallas, said Alan Ford, radio presenter, television producer. Not so bad, but stick to what you usually do. <laughs> was that Bruce Daniel? <laughs> I can't mention who it was. But literally, and you know, it was quite crushing. <laughs> I thought to myself, don't do this again. <laughs> you know, produce it maybe, but don't. That's it. And one oh, does really need to have great. like, yeah. I have said this though. It is possibly one of the most difficult jobs mm. in the world because the amount of work that goes into it, the amount of prep, the amount of coaching for the voice, lines, yeah. accent work that you've got to do, yeah. dancing, performing, staging, it's costume. It is, it is, you have to be a schizophrenic. <laughs> but that's what it is. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the house stands up, gives you a standing ovation, and then you're left on this high, and, and then like, what do you do? And then mm. you, you know, and often it's hard to come down from that, that type of <laughs> stuff. It really is. Did you hear what he said? We drink after the show. That's what we do. That's what happens. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just can't count to <laughs> So let me ask you both this question. That's why it's amazing that we're up early this morning. Yes. Because <laughs> you drank last night. No, because it was you two. We've come to see you brilliant people. But is it difficult to maintain relationships? Who knows? I haven't been in one for the longest time. Couldn't possibly yeah, tell I, you. I must say, like, because you, it's, it's you, difficult. you work kind of alternative hours to everyone else. Mm. You know, while everyone's at work, you're kind of not. And then as soon as they get home, you go to work. Yes. That's kind of thing. Yeah. So, so do you, you don't ever make friends with regular people. Hey? Is that why you kind of <laughs> stay in a little group well, of. Except when we're unemployed. Yes. <laughs> have time uh, to I know. And that's, those are like the. <laughs> and then, then you the, sleep on regular people's couches. And, th- and then <laughs> weird things happen. Weird things happen because I must tell you, I, 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 I do understand this, is that you then, when you're rehearsing, it's daytime and then you have daytime. Yes. Nighttime. Yes. Daytime. Nighttime. That's it. And then, of course, the weekends are useless because there's two shows and two shows or two shows and yes, three shows. Yes, a weekend? And then Mondays, it's the day everybody off. goes to work <laughs> and then you've got <laughs> nothing to do with your life. Exactly, yeah. And you're drunk on Sunday and, and no one understands <laughs> why. <laughs> and they think you've got problems. I don't know. There's Anthony and <laughs> Sam on a Monday us. morning going, what are these people on about? <laughs> <laughs> I hate Mondays. Go away, Monday. You're like, oh, you're like Monday's a, my favorite day. Samantha Pio. Well, I mean, the, from Thoroughly Modern Millie to Cabaret to West Side Story, Aspects of Love, the list goes on and on. Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Mm. Shame, were you sad when uh, the, the British MC guy passed away? Didn't he pass away oh, recently? Yes, he, he did. Died. He died I don't know if you have Ruth any connection. No, yeah. de- no, no connection at all, just having oh. obviously watched the But just being British like, saying, I'm going to miss yeah, that he's a, big he was smile. like a legend. Yeah, he was 89 years old, I mean. That's he was an institution on his own. Oh, wasn't wonderful. He? Yes. he was with that little moustache. Yes. <laughs> and that horsey grin. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he was married to a Miss World. He was. Miss Venezuela. I think she still looks like a Miss, Miss Venezuela. Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> when you become Miss Venezuela, you're, you're immediately <laughs> siliconed. <laughs> you don't move. <laughs> and when you die, you just, all that's left is just silicone. <laughs> You're not yeah. meant to be buried, nothing, no. no. Mm. And, the, and the fake contact lens. Straight <laughs> to Madame Tussauds. As I said, Anthony Downing, our other special guest in studio, Phantom of the Opera, here in South Africa in 2012, went on to tour. You moved to London and then toured the world and Asia, uh, in particular for four years. Mm-hmm. How was that? Fantastic. Life Do you changing. get bored? No, not really, because every season was different. So, I mean, we have like 
two to four months of the show. I mean, South Korea was quite tough because I was four and a half months of straight, like eight shows a week mm. in the freezing cold winter. So it was, it was tough, but it's always nice to do different countries because then everything starts fresh again. Mm. And you see, you know, because we've got time to explore and, you know, some of the cast changes and, you know, so there's new things that happen. I think if I was doing a show constantly for four years without stopping, there'd definitely be some, yeah, mm. I wouldn't say. <laughs> a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quarter past nine. The Phantom of the Opera. What was your favorite song? Oh, I'll ask of you, of course. Ah, <laughs> and now we go. Oh no! And it's no more talk of darkness, La- ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm sure Sam knows <laughs> Sarah Brightman. I don't. Exactly I'm a baritone, okay. so I can bow out. So, Nathan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Dunning here, all the way from London, well, performing all I ask of you. <laughs> Come on, no more talk of darkness. Not no difficult. more talk of darkness. Forget these wide-eyed fears, I'm here, nothing can harm you, my words will warm and calm you, let me be your freedom, let daylight dry your tears, I'm here, with you beside you, to guard you and to guide you, <laughs> and off to... <laughs> there we go. One life, one <laughs> why, life... Why do you know the words? How do you not know Sarah Brightman? Did you not Me, hear? Never. <laughs> did you not hear I auditioned for SpongeBob SquarePants? Did you sing All I Ask? That's what I auditioned for. <laughs> with I've got to tell you one of the best songs, Sarah Brightman and uh, Cliff Richard. Yes. In the eighties. Yes. What was that called? Again? All I Ask of You. Oh, that was the that? <laughs> yeah. right. That's what the song was called from Andrew Lloyd Webber. Right. And he was married to her at the time. Sarah wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact about that, mate. <laughs> Well, he wrote the show. His real him. name is Harry Webb. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? Harry Webb. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Cliff wow. Richard's name, not Andrew Lloyd Webber's name. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> not Andrew Lloyd yeah. Webber. And the, yeah, and then <laughs> the, the shortening of Richard is obviously Cliff Dick. <laughs> I don't know if you do that with surnames. <laughs> well, it's his radio station. <laughs> I do want to say one thing. Yeah. That um, Gareth and I had the pleasure, Gareth Cliff and I, had the pleasure of doing concerts in the zoo for quite a few years. And, of course, we performed with the Johannesburg Symphony Orchestra. And, of course, it was our greatest pleasure to interview Dick Cock. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to introduce him live, and I could, couldn't actually bring myself no, to say, like, welcome Richard Cock. <laughs> Yeah, but Richard obviously Dick Young. Yeah, okay. yes. I wonder if he always feels like he's in trouble because everyone he's a great, calls great, him great conductor, great, phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Samantha, and then of course Joseph was your. But, yeah. but, but you know, it's not fair to let one sing and the other not. Oh dear, no. No. Oh, not. Yeah. So, so you have a story, Nathan Rowe, about Samantha. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I don't know if I should I tell the story should. before or after. I mean, you had a massive crush on her. We know that. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> who does? Every, everyone well, did. I didn't. I can't. <laughs> Yeah. On the other hand, I think the only person who didn't have a crush on her in that um, that show that we did was Brian Schimmel, (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know why. Um, But Sam Sam Pierre had to sing the classic song from Chicago. Oh no! You see, I knew you were going to do this. I just want to tell the story. Tell the story. I want to hear the story. And and obviously she was hamming up the character in rehearsals, and uh, she sang the song. And all that jazz. <laughs> and we were like, Sam, jizz. yeah, you know that kind of sounds like you're saying jizz <laughs> and not jazz. 
And um, so I was kind of hoping she could do that rendition no, I'm not of that going song. To. Well, what if there was music? Early in the morning, of course, <laughs> it's the unview where we try to keep it above the belt. So should I try and sing? Well, 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 I don't I, want to I, sing I, that. I think we've got to be fair. Because it's not fair just to sing. I want to sing something else. Okay, well, <laughs> well, see, you know, when you've been in the industry for that long, you want to be treated a certain way. <laughs> you want to do everything you want to do. It's I like, want to do what I want to but, do. But yes, you're the star of Chicago. Yes, but I want to sing The Lion King. I know. So let me. But we have prepped. Except she's anything but a diva. Have you? Yeah, we've prepped. Show just, me what you've just, done. Well, I learned this on ukulele. Did you? Yeah. All so that jazz on yeah, ukulele. It goes like this. Can you do it like an octave down? <laughs> That's not ukulele. Come, Samantha. Here we go, Samantha. Is it a long intro or short? Short. And all Come on, baby. What? You, you fucked me up already. Oh, well, you were talking <laughs> over the intro. This, this is so okay, bad. Okay, let's start again. Yeah, yeah. Here it goes. Yes. Come on, baby. Why don't we paint the town? Do With it what? Just for you. And all that jizz. <laughs> Reach my knees and roll my stockings down. Because it is not happening. And, and all, all that, that jazz. Stop the car. I know a whoopee spot. It's getting way too high for me because it's morning. It's 19 minutes past nine. You should be warm. It's just a noisy hall no, where a- there's a nightly brawl. And all <clears throat> that jazz. Hey, not bad, Sam. Thanks, baby. Wow, for 19 minutes past nine. I know. Flawless. Can you hear my talking, though? Although oh. you did pull in Adele in the beginning. Did I? What was that? Oh, oh yes. Oh, can I we start again? <laughs> I, I fucked it up. <laughs> you remember when she did that at the grand? Language, yes, she language, did. language. Sorry. And she could do that because she's earned her She's been in the industry for a certain amount of time, <laughs> so she gets treated a certain way, I think. In the studio, very special guest, Samantha Pio and Anthony Downing. They're the stars of Calling Me Home at the Joburg Theatre. And this is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous with Nathan Rowe and myself, Alan Ford. Uh, we'll chat to uh, Roxanne Clutty, who is... Uh, from Media 24 uh, The Fair Lady Woman of the Future Awards Happened this this uh, this uh, week It was great I believe Absolutely superb And then we're going to have Mark Lotching on the line Because Mark said something so nice about me And then I, I thought what we should do Is have Mark say nice things about other people yeah. It's nice Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what he said He said to me I helped him with something And he sent me a message It said God was in a very good mood when he made you. I think that's kind of a cool thing to say. So I'd like to see what he's going to say about Jacob Zuma, Grace (laughs) McGovern, Donald Trump, (laughs) King Juan Il, Oscar Pistorius, Morvatoni, and the city of Lagos. So that's what we're going to be interested. I like the way you kind of have put yourself on that list. No, no, I didn't. No, no, but because. I I want to see what nice things he can say about people. Yeah, because there's a lot of hate around those people. I know. That's why we've got to find the positive. We are affirming positive. You accent. You hate the positives. Oh, yeah. So. Eliminate (laughs) the negatives. So, Anthony, start of your career, Joseph. Just tell us what. When when were you bit? When were you, you know, bitten? I think first time. From the beginning. I am from music family and actors and singers and all that. So tell me more. Uh, who, who my dad, my dad's a musician as well. So you know, I learned piano when I was about well, started learning piano, playing chopsticks at five years old, and then classical training at twelve, and then started classical singing at seventeen, and I started my first musical at seventeen, eighteen, and yeah. So it's just been a whole bunch of music and performing since the beginning of my life. <laughs> So you've never done an Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> I actually have. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. Was that to like 
See what well, when actually, you can do what shows. I was very desperate in London when I first lived there ten years ago, and I completely faked my CV to say that I was working in accounts, having never known the difference between a credit note and an invoice before. And I got the job because I did this Excel test and everything, and I knew a bit about computers, which is a credit to your acting. Well, exactly, that's the thing. It was a total acting thing. So yeah, yeah it worked out really well. I was pub. there. I was working at Warner Music for nine months. Well, that's it. I said to him now. I mean, when I was in London, I like I sold merchandise front of house, and most people were working in pubs or restaurants. What were you selling? I was selling merchandise from the show that I was working on front of house. What was the show? There were a couple actually. L. Jolson was one, and Fame was another. Ah, ah, divine! And every night I'd watch, going, "Oh, I'm on that stage." Yes. Yeah. Have you? I mean, <laughs> but Sam, have you been on stage in the UK or in? No, Broadway? baby, I do not have the right papers at all. Okay. So it was just basically trying <clears throat> to mm-hmm. sort of, and what's the visa situation? Is you have to be. You know, they have to prove that they can't find anyone in London to do what you oh, yeah. are getting right. cast in. And I mean, that's ridiculous. There are, there are dime a dozen. There, yeah. yeah so. And I suppose it hasn't been much easier in the States being Native American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. No. <laughs> He's good at He's good. Punk, punk artist. Well, I'm just saying because Trump is just, you know, <laughs> anti everyone, basically. Trump is such a silly fool. Yeah. What maybe if you put a, a white sheet over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Get a roll work. that way. That would work. Good day, I'm looking for a visa. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Yeah. I'm sure you could pull that off. Yeah. You could probably get a job as an accountant there. Oh, I'll try it again, yeah. <laughs> Round two. Out of all the work you've done, Sam, what is what's been your best piece? What do you love? What what is a piece that you go, Wow, that's that's I wish I could do that again or Do you know well, the, the recent ones have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cabaret was great. Chicago was great. I loved Thoroughly Modern Millie. But if I had to look back a good 20-something years ago, Crazy for You, I don't know if you ever saw that. Um, that was possibly something that would work now, I think, and would be amazing to do again. And also a lot of those roles, I was so much younger than that and, and, and maybe too young and, and thinking now that actually that would be something good to do again now because you bring so much – other stuff to it, you know. I would. Now, talk. Where did you hear what you could have written? We were lost in your eyes. Sorry. I know. Just quite. She's mesmerizing when she speaks. It's like a monologue. You don't wanna. You don't wanna just interrupt a monologue. And Anthony, your favorite piece, Phantom. Favorite musical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love Wicked. I've seen it three times and He wants to be Alphaba. Yeah, I want to be Alphaba. Wow. Yeah. I know all his songs. Side. Exactly. It's amazing. I've seen it eight. Really? Okay, well there you go. You share the passion. You know, I, I encourage you to go for it. I mean America's changing. There's you know, they'll let anyone take a role. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have to try and defy yeah. gravity. <laughs> that that's it. That's I, it. I, I, I no discrimination anymore. Know, I have a few records that I think. Wicked eight, Lion King eight. Good lord. Priscilla eight. What did these things eat? Hold on. You seen Lamez? Colette Dawson has seen Lamez Robbins seventeen, seventeen I think times. Gareth's probably seen it ten times. That's like really half good. your life of watching Lamez. <laughs> really, it's, it's a long play. We don't say Jersey Boys six times. Yeah, that's not seventeen. Is a lot. Is a lot. Is a lot. And I've seen all over. I mean, I've seen my shows like as you have, all over the the world. What is your favorite musicals? Not that you've been in, that you've seen. I want oh, to see, no, that, see Hamilton. I haven't seen that yet. Mm-mm, me either. It's all the rage. It's all the rage. 
And I have a bootleg copy of it, don't I? Really? DVD. Well, look at you supporting the <laughs> the arts. <laughs> <laughs> so Chicago. <laughs> I love the way you're taking so Chicago. So Chicago. You're taking a, a, a play that's about. Kind it's a of, musical, uh, not a play. Sorry, they're playing, <laughs> playing it being a musical. <laughs> but now you, you're brilliant thespians and you, you're great musical stars. Have you done performance theatre with, uh, well, straight theatre? I mean, you mean not plays. Straight. No, I've never <laughs> <been>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank not, you. Not, not gay theatre. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Like, like, like. Non-musical theatre Is that the word? <laughs> Straight plays Straight, Straight plays Popcorn I love irony I did popcorn Okay Oh I remember I never know Music's always been my background So musical theatre Something mm. I went into From the music side So I've never done Any straight plays Okay Oh Boring. And then, what were you going to say, Nathan? You I was going to say, yes You were in Popcorn with Kim Engelbrecht That's true Yes I remember this Of course Guys now, here is the thing. You move, you know, in the theatre circles. How mm-hmm. hard is it to break into television? And have you done that that type of work? I mean, I know you have. Yeah, I mean, I have... Mm. I really do musicals that I feel speak to me now because it is mm. a hard life to do eight shows a week for however long the run is. Mm-hmm. And so the last one was Cabaret. That was in 2012. So I generally do other stuff. There's... As we know, I've worked with you countless times, Nathan, on um, corporates. Yes. Um, and one does learn to be versatile. You have to get into all aspects of the industry, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and television is just such a different training. And I've always been a stage performer. So, mm. but most recently, I have I have sort of ventured into. I know. You have, and yeah. and I'm enjoying it, loving it. Actually, I would love to do more of that and more film work. Actually, so whoever's listening, cast me in something, won't you? Mm. Listen to her. There is a television producer. There is a television producer in one's midst. So I, I know someone that can, that produces TV. I just I, I know someone. I don't know. How's your Afrikaans, Sam? Uh, not well. I've, well. Done, I've done plenty of English Zulu. I've done French, Zulu, Sam. <laughs> you, sir, Anthony. Tell T- me. TV. Uh, I'd love to get into TV. I think you'd be great in film. Actually. Everyone keeps saying that, but I've never done anything in TV before. So. You actually look like a character from Game of Thrones. Re- oh, that's great. Please. Yeah, I just picture you whipping Snow. out a sword. And okay, well, oh. that's no, cool. I don't know. You just no, not a specific character. Right. You just look like I should kind be of there. off the set. I should you be there. Hey. Perfect <laughs> manicured beard and long hair and giant sword. <laughs> oh, 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 that Malcolm no. Cook gay thing is rubbing right <laughs> off. <laughs> Hell, oh, yeah. all that jizz and then <gasps> giant what? swords and Colette I don't know Dawson all that jazz. Going to jazz, lose her jazz. Mind. Is going but on, but yeah. seriously, <laughs> seriously, yeah, seriously. Come on, Nathan. I'm I mean, just talking about the Game color of schemes. Very exciting. The Game of Thrones. <laughs> the Game of Thrones. <laughs> I know. Oh. Anyway, so um, yeah, magical stuff. Calling me home. Tell me what 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 do you love about it? I love the well. First of all, Alice Gillum. Um, had an extraordinary vision and and I mean for both Anthony and myself she we both I think you did a did you do a Skype interview mm, with her yeah. and me too so she kind of convinced us in um, in 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 that way and I and I I appreciated the fact that she was speaking in language that I could understand which was sort of an emotional connection to stuff um, and just the chance to create new work um, and also just the character. I really liked my character, mm-hmm. which was, um, 
you know, a, a Latino, actually, but I speak oh. with an American accent, a so second-generation immigrant, um, and just a journey, a, a journey of awakening, basically, that she has to go through. So I, I really connected to that, and um, and I enjoy the music that she played for me. So, yeah, that enthralled me. Did you? Were you offended by what? By the fact that they cast a Native American as a Latino. <laughs> <laughs> Who with an American accent? I don't know. I'm confused. I actually met your mother. I, I, my mother means everybody. What, oh is my my mother? what did my mother say to you? No, I was just saying your mom's it's definitely not a Native American. <laughs> <laughs> that Sam's mom is Which means hilarious. that <laughs> Sam is half Scottish and half Can Cherokee. Can I tell you a very, very funny story? And I'm yeah. going to say that actually Dawn Lindbergh okay, said to me one time, she said, so... Because uh, she came to watch a show that I was doing And she said, so are those your parents? And then she said, but I'm not understanding Who's Chinese? And she thought I was Chinese <laughs> because my surname was Pio Oh, wow And she said, who is Chinese? And, I, and she was so confused <laughs> I think finally it registered No, I'm just Caucasian <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I'm just a cork Just what I am Regular cork A cork Asian this oh, is yeah. The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous. It's good to be with you. My name is Alan Ford with the one and only Nathan Rose. And I've so. got to tell you that uh, we're going to chat to our two special guests in studio, Samantha Pio and Anthony Downing, uh, just after this. Uh, uh, what a wonderful event happened last week, Friday, here in the city of Johannesburg. It was called Fair Lady Woman of the Future Awards from Fair Lady Magazine. Welcome, Roxanne Clutty. How are you, Roxanne? Welcome to the show. Uh, Roxy. Maybe in a moment. Roxy, you there? Let's see. Let's try that. Hello. Hi. Hi, you there, Roxy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for joining us on the line. And of course, it was all over the Sunday Times, all over the newspapers, all over social media. Possibly, I would say, for Women's Month, it was the event of the month. And of course, it's year and year is just phenomenal. What is Fair Lady Women of the Future Awards? So, the Fair Lady Women of the Future Awards, it's in partnership with Phantom. And we award um, female entrepreneurs in two categories. It's in a third year. So the one category is um, your business has to be profitable. It has to be a minimum of three years old. And you have to be 30 years and older. And the reason why we say a minimum of three years, Santam has done extensive research to show that the first three years of the business is the hardest. And well, then the second category... And, and that is interesting because I was there last year. And, and that yes. is quite important because... You see, it, they say for a business to be a success, it has to run for more than three years. Absolutely. Because failure happens, or, or should we say, um, you know, failure in your business, or what you call bankruptcy, or you know, it happens within the first three years. So, so it's interesting that you look at those categories. But of course, the event you've got uh, Tuli Matanzele, you've got uh, phenomenal yeah. judges. Tell us who your judges were, Jay and Strauss, to name a few. Yeah, so we have amazing uh, judges. And in a third year, and Tuli, Advocate Tuli Madonsela was with us from the start, from 2015. She really believes in the awards. So we had Advocate Tuli Madonsela, who's currently studying at Harvard. She's here in South Africa for Women's Month. We had um, the Executive Head of Santan for People and Transformation, Jeanette Medisa. We had well-known jewelry designer, Kirsten Goss. And then we all love Nerja Ann Strauss. Um, and she was our judge and entre- uh, sorry, and MC. So again, um, it's good to see great winners. I know that it was attended by Miss South Africa was there. What a lovely Demi Lee Nell Peters. What a great oh, ambassador. And she looks 
absolutely stunning in her tailored suit. You had, uh, of course, businesswoman Wendy Lou Hobby there. You had Leanne Manis there. Sonia Booth was there. So, of course, it's it's really about empowering women. But but the most important thing is that the Fair Lady Woman of the Future Award is about business and then obviously promoting up-and-coming businesses and established businesses. Absolutely, yes. Who um, Who were the winners? So the winners were in the Women of the Future category. It was Tiffany Wissinghein, and she has a company called Old School Cool. And what they do is they provide safe and reliable transport uh, for children, you know, with parents that just have no time to take their kids to school. They're busy with their careers. Um, but their main focus is safety for children, and they really train their staff. And she employs only women because statistically women are the safest drivers. And uh, she has over 40 women uh, that she employs. So that is really amazing. And she's only 31 years old. And she's literally grown this company from nothing. Love it. Love it. And the other winner? And then we've got Amelia Mkuza-Magalpi. And she's the founder of the African Entrepreneurship Initiative. She won the Rising Star Award. So what they do is they basically show young entrepreneurs and they give them the tools to start out. So they're a consulting service. And she's done also really, really well. And we, I mean, you know, she might be the woman of the future in the next few years. Which is what we want to see. Uh, Roxanne, thank you for joining us. And again, I, I want people to support this event. Um, <clears throat> it's really good. And um, thank you for joining us. So, Fair Lady Woman of the Future Awards. Roxanne Clutie, thank you for being with us on the show. Brilliant stuff, eh? Yeah, amazing. It's just so cool to see... Um, like business women getting like really recognised and Th- that's why it's important. Yeah, that's that's that's. Have you ever had a business, Samantha? Myself. Sorry, say again. Myself. Oh, you, correct. <laughs> you are your own entity. Yes, you would be your own entity. Yeah. We, I actually did have a, a production company with um, Lance Marin, and we ran it for a good seven, eight years, producing corporate theatre. And then the call of 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 performing for you know myself was too strong because you cannot do both really to be on both sides is quite something it did teach me um how difficult artists are <laughs> really <laughs> you have to employ them and suddenly realizing oh my God, this is what producers put up with especially the ones that have been in the industry for, for a long while, time in demand yes and have earned their in stripes. A specific way. <laughs> I, I must say, as a producer, you, 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 you're hitting on a point here. Yeah. Because it is hard to, hmm. because. How do you keep everyone happy and still be, you know, I mean, it's a business, but how do you keep the artists happy? How do you keep. I will tell you one thing. I am very patient and I'm very kind. Do you know, and, and, and there are certain rules. Mm. Okay. I, I always believe cameramen and directors get the best rooms first. <laughs> oh. Seriously, they make the pictures. Right. Artists get the last rooms, and me, I get them the very last room because that's actually the way it should work. Believe it or not, mm. because those are the guys that are actually taking the pictures. And uh, but you did porn, so you didn't actually need to do <laughs> costume changes. That I have not done. Didn't okay. need costume but changes or TV and <laughs> Television and that, that type of stuff. But but can I tell you something? That when you've had hutful, similar to what Chuck yes. Chuck uh, Lurie <clears throat> did with um, Charlie Sheen. What, yes, you fire people. Enough. You just say baba. Yes, Totsi. Doesn't matter how talented or how <laughs> good you are. That's it. And when the new series second season comes, there's a new presenter. Guess what? Oh, sorry, we just moved on. <laughs> so don't mess with the producers. That is, that's the way it goes. I'm telling you, it's it's true. True. And because it's a hard, hard. The, mm. the thing is, you're juggling 
so many interests. And believe it or not, producer still has a boss. Yeah. And if Definitely. it's not the SABC, it is the theater, oh it's the gosh. client, it's the, the finance, yeah. investor. Mm. So you're still answerable. Yeah. So that's why but the more pressure that people are putting you under, the more you're like, ooh. So at least Definitely. you've seen that side of it. Definitely seen that side of it at the same time as an artist as well. Um, and I guess it, it applies to anyone, producers or the channel or whoever, is that you have to be truthful and true to yourself. So if something doesn't sit right, you have to speak up. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's not always about appeasing people either. Sometimes you have to just stand up for yourself and say whatever and uh, let the consequences be what they may be. And I certainly have been in that situation. So The show is called <laughs> Calling Me Home. And uh, Samantha Pio and Anthony Downing in studio, two special guests, two veteran thespians. Oh, I'm veteran. He's a baby you, still. Okay, all right. Well, he's just done a lot, but he's a baby, right? I mean, he just did the whole of Asia. <laughs> he did the whole of Asia. You did the whole of Asia. I did Asia. My. Aren't there enough Samantha, of them? You have, so you've performed in a number of corporates. I mean, you've worked with the likes of David Block. Yes. Um, you've. I've seen you know, you've been all over. Yeah. Okay, and you've performed on stages with people like Timothy Malloy, mm-hmm. people across the board. Mm-hmm. I guess some of the best uh, Craig O'Barney uh, yeah, across yeah. the board. What has been your most embarrassing moment? I've had a couple of falls on stage just simply <laughs> because I am really clumsy, believe it or not. <laughs> and um in chorus line I actually remember a big moment and actually falling yeah. On my butt, and and, and 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 the first instinct wasn't to stand up; <laughs> it was to slide backwards on my ass. I don't know why it was because I had to move to the back of the stage instead of standing up and running. I kind of just did a kind of backward motion, so that was quite yeah, almost like cat-like, weird. Um, there are many, but I have a terrible memory. Um, but actually, some of the funniest moments actually are. Um, just people, you know, when you're in a long run as well, people forgetting words or changing things. And for some reason, that just is hysterical, even though it's really not. It just is hysterical on stage, corpsing and that kind of stuff. Yes, so. but, you, but so the veterans yes. are meanies. <laughs> They're not cool. They, because, for example, if you open a book on stage, all of a sudden there's naked people in there. <laughs> <laughs> and you mean to hold the li- Seriously. And you mean to hold that. Yes. That, that yeah. All, all of the, you know. <laughs> You know what it's like. It's just, I, I did it yeah. once, and I tell you, I don't think I'll ever do it again. <laughs> I'd love to do a pento. If I, I'd like to be the genie in the lamp. That's just one thing I'd like to you do. Just play. But yeah, that I could do. That. That's the only thing I'd be oh, interested in. Anthony, your most embarrassing stage moment. Well, it is always like tripping and falling is always the worst because, I mean, especially with Raal, I mean, he's such a serious character and in the rooftop, this beautiful romantic scene, I did the same thing and the stage was slippery and I fell twice, actually. And okay, I'm, when I'm running, yeah, I have to, you know, this, with my big you long slide backwards on. on your bum, though? No, I don't know how. It looked looked really bad. I don't know, something just What did didn't happen? Work. Didn't you end up hanging... No, what happened? Well, that's, that's what happens every night, so the embarrassment faded after the after time. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I think it's those are probably falling. yeah. It's really because everything else you you do know. I mean, it's the stuff might happen backstage, you know. So no one really knows yes. about that. So it's not too embarrassing. Mm. But when you're on stage, that's when you, you know everything's got to happen, and when it doesn't, or an epic costume fails, something happens, and oh yeah, my fly was done once. <laughs> yes, that happened. Okay, oh, yeah. Right. So, so, so man, man. <laughs> something for you. Oh, no, 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 not Maya with your fly. No, 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 no,
thoroughly modern Millie upstairs. And they, of course, Fiona mm-hmm. Ramsey was yes. in it, Craig O'Barney. Angela Killian, yes. Yeah, and they had <coughs> these beautiful costumes, these lovely dresses. And downstairs at the Thiessen Theatre, that was the name at the time, because they keep changing the name of these <laughs> places. <laughs> I don't know anymore where. Someone said to me, you go to the fridge, and I'm like, where's that? <laughs> you know, I get confused. But here is it, that because you, the Debbie Does Dallas, the musical, is porno, a lot of the scenes are meant to look naked. Now, you're not naked. You're wearing either a cock sock, which is what they call it. Sure. They're, they're seriously, that's what it's called. Sure. No, but seriously. No, but seriously. Sure. Or you wear a, um, a, a, a G-string. N- not not a... Um, n- not the thick one, the little one. <laughs> the, the, little, the, the, the thick one's called E. One. <laughs> yeah, you get, the, you get the ballerina one and you get... You know what I'm talking about. Help me out. But you know, half the times because... The Debbie Does Dallas has a shower and water scene. Yes. You know that these G-strings go quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get them on. So a lot of the scenes were done seriously <laughs> naked on stage. I so do. you had to fly down. But imagine, and, and, and I'm not being funny, I'm, I'm more of a robust person. <laughs> <laughs> But do you, do you know what it's like when you just can't get that thing on oh. and you just run on? Yeah. Uh, I want to know what made there. you do that show. I mean, what was it that drew you to that piece? Would you not have taken the opportunity, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> you must understand, they, they had an award-winning show upstairs. <laughs> we had, which made money, a, a really, a, a, seriously, the show was, I mean, it was, it was a mess, but it was really a hot, sexy mess. <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> Porno mess, that's what it was. It was but do you know what great. made, I tell you what happened was, I met a woman called Caprice Beret. Yes, of course. In that American accent. Yeah. You know, from California. And she was, it's really bad, so don't do that. And either. she was really beautiful. <laughs> and she no, but I wasn't had, into her. No, of course I mean, you weren't into her. <laughs> um, and we were sitting there and we started singing around a table because we were good friends. And she said, you know, um, will you help produce and will you get involved and can you try to find sponsors and all that stuff. And then she said, we were singing drunk one night, all of us having fun. And she said, you have got to be in the play. In the, in the production. It's a thought, musical. It's a, I thought porno. No, I could, and I can sing, so let me do this thing. I've never done it before. I've never been for an acting thing in my life, so let's give this a shot. And um, she said, you should play Tim, Dick's best friend. And I thought, well, you know. <laughs> that does kind of char- make sense for The you. character's <laughs> name was, the, the actual character's name is Dick and Tim. But Funny, I'm very <laughs> fond of Dick. <laughs> and then, and, and then the entire cast was phenomenal because you had Tanya van Gran, Caprice Beret, Tessa Denton, Busi de Rai, Femme Beeling. Pierre, wasn't Pierre van Heerden? Pierre van Heerden, top star who played Who's in our show, yes. on your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had people like uh, Brandon Orette. Yes. Jacques Terblanche. Yeah, it was good people. It was a good, like, and I thought, wow, and there's Alan Ford. Like, yeah, he's got, he's playing Dick's best friend. And... <laughs> <laughs> And he's got a been playing that mom, role ever mom, since. Mom, 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 I can tell you the Lebanese community, the priests, everybody from the church came to see me. And I got to tell you. And? Oh, I don't know. That's one way to get exercise. <laughs> it was really. It was really. I lost so much weight. It was so much. But the shower scene. You remember the shower scene that Dennis Hutchins was. I Dennis, remember the, it the, all the, very the, well. The, 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 whole whole stage, the whole stage starts showering, and then you sing 
the song about Nate. Oh, it's the whole thing. And it's, re- it's great. It was really fun. Now that we know the whole plot for Debbie Does Dallas. Let's I, talk I, about Calling Me Home. Well, yes. <laughs> I, really, I, I really don't know what Calling Me Home is about. And I'd love for you to give me with a spoiler free. Yes. Like the back of a DVD. Oh, spoiler Go, free. Go, Anthony. It's on you. Yes. And yes. sum it up. Sum it up. Yes. Well, what didn't you pick up from watching it on opening night, first of all? Well, well I wasn't there. there. <laughs> okay. I wasn't there. All right. You know, I'm very busy with <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> He's doing SpongeBob and Swing City. That was there. Swing okay. City, I was there. Right. Um, Give it a good old teaser. But for the listeners Did you as pick well. up that it was about hope, love, and home, and displacement of home? Let's start there. I did. Okay. That, that That's pretty much the I, premise I, I of found, the story. I found there were, ma- there were many stories. Many themes. Mm. Many stories in it. Well, I think the main story is Grace's journey, played by Linnell Kennard. Who's brilliant in the opera. Who's amazing. Music. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. And, um, you know, she flees home because there's a war happening in Africa. And she meets other, um, immigrants along the way. Mm. Um, Zelani being one of them. And, um, they eventually get to America mm. to search for a better life or whatever the case is. As one does. As one does. And mm. many people around the world are doing it at the moment. And, and then, of course, she, she runs into, uh, Samantha. Who plays That's a crack right, whore? Yes, and I'm, I'm her brother. <laughs> no, not a crack. You're a. I am a crack whore. Just a regular whore. You are a, no, 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 no. Really, oh. she really is a. Oh, are you? A, no, no, you are. A, no, I am actually not either of those. Let me tell you, I'm a jazz singer in a club. A jazz singer, and I'm very sophisticated, and it's a very elegant part. And so there. I would like to just say I haven't seen but the play, so that musical. Uh, description was on. No, no, then it's not. Hold on, I'm, I, but I thought uh, I get I get caught up in a in bad a relationship. In a, in a, yeah. No, and a bad sort of what am I trying to say sort of bad mm-hmm. elements as one do, as one Alan mm-hmm. as, as one does when you move overseas and you will take whatever job I mean Anthony we were talking about this whoever has actually tried to emigrate or tried to leave you know you're not necessarily if you're a doctor here you're not necessarily mm. going to be able to work as a doctor there you're in a desperate situation you're in a desperate situation yeah. so it is kind of that and also calling me home I think generally speaks to what is home for people it could be a physical place it could be a an emotional place and and it's and all the different characters have their own version of what home is so so basically, Does that make sense? If I was to sum it up in a song, it would be something like. <laughs> Just a small town girl. Is it about a small town girl? A small I village girl. A uh, small village girl. Go. It's a very it's long for you. intro. Oh. This, uh, yeah, no. Doesn't the guy start? Yeah, but I think, I know, it's too early for me to start. This. Yeah, we have to wait for the whole. It's a guy, it's a yeah. rock voice. Go, Nathan. This is me singing. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that's kind of the That's the kind of it. Like yes. it's kind of the small town American story but instead of starting in a small town in America <laughs> you're starting all the way in Africa <laughs> and going to America. Mm. Okay, well, cool. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Thank hey. you. Thanks for clarifying so and not giving away the ending. Yes, so the exactly. two of you a lot of a lot of young people listen to the show and they uh, This is not an easy business. Mm-mm. And it's so important that people people think Charlize Theron and um, Trevor Noah for that, that matter, and, and people that, that you see on the stage, mm. um, that, that that the lights and the glitz mm. and the fame, it is bloody hard work. It's hard work. No one actually realizes how difficult mm. it is. Totally. You know, when you have to put on weight, when you have to do, th- you know, it's no one gets it. Yeah. They I'd think be it's so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so I won the award already for it. <laughs> <laughs> the rich and the fabulous. 
<laughs> and the Academy Award goes to <laughs> boom. Um, but I mean, you you see glitz, you see glamour, you see That's E news, it. you see fun things, you see photo shoots, yeah. GQ's men health, all the fun stuff. But this is damn hard stuff. So, what mm. advice do you give to young people? Um, well, basically, why are you doing it? Why would you want to be in the industry? Is it because you have a natural talent for it? Is it because you are a creative person who wants to express that? Or is it because you're wanting fame? And those are very different things. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, because fame is not the, the, the real reason. You know, because you, you know, you see it with, and you see it especially in the female acting world, mm-hmm. is that you go back, let's say, 30 odd years ago, Sally Field won an Academy Award top of her game. Okay, um, people like uh, they 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 playing Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Okay, Helen we, Mirren. No, but but where's Sissy Spacek? <laughs> ah. So no, because no, then mm. she has been around, but she might be doing a, a, well, a something it. on Broadway, yeah. or she might be doing uh, a TV that's show. It. Or do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, that, this is not an easy game, and you're no. not uh, there. Constantly the at new the top, people or that are just in the coming news, in. Or, yeah, but I actually think that's that's what creates a. Um, a long term and a, and and an established career is the fact that you know you're never always going to be at the top and there is always going to be dips but as long as you continue working and working on your craft i think that that says a lot really i've heard people say the difference between kind of acting and and fame is if you want to become famous just punch someone famous you know, drive yes. a car through a, you know, just keep doing stupid, stupid things, things so that mm. the media has something to report about yeah, which that is will so make you famous. Which is not, which is not talent, by the yeah. way. Not talent. Fame not is not talent. No. I'm sorry. Reality the TV Kardashians are very, a very good businesswoman, but they're not yes. extremely. Not at all. What television are they? talent, yes. to be fair. <laughs> to okay. be fair. All these, uh, big brother yeah. people, really? Come on. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I, I dig Ferdy, but shitting in the garden, come on. Yeah. Really? Mm. It's, it's and I mean, even the fame academy that, Nothing good came out of that (laughs) No, but I agree And you know what's funny is that I mean, being involved in a reality show Many years ago When it was starting out (laughs) When I watch reality TV now I can't believe how people See it for what it is And just believe you know, no, believe that, that, that it's that true. That is the lifestyle. That is it. And you're yes. like, wow, it's and the, all and, fake. And what you were saying as well about youth aspiring to that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not. 100%. Right. Yeah. Special guest in the studio, Samantha Pio, Anthony Downing from Calling Me Home. Um, on the line, Mark Lottery. Is Mark there? Mark's not there. Let's get Mark back on the line. We can get Mark back on the line. Uh, <laughs> He's just playing a joke on us now. I know. Mark, you. <laughs> Comedians are the worst. <laughs> oh. His show is called Hashtag Lottering. It's at the Monte Casino and. I tell you, I saw it at uh, uh, Daphne's, uh, yeah. the, and he was—he is brilliant. He is brilliant. Mark Lotching, welcome to the show. Where is Mark? Is Mark there? There, where is Mark? I don't know where Mark <laughs> yeah. is. Can we find Mark? Mark, Mark, where are you, Mark? It's like L, L, Steve, Steve. It's like Marco Polo, Marco Polo, yeah. Mark. Where are you? Terrible. <laughs> I know. Um, it's loitering, my darling Jane. <laughs> let's get. <laughs> yeah, Mark's loitering. Um, we're going to chat to. You. It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, please get to Monte Cassino to go and see hashtag loitering. Uh, let's see if Mark's now on the line. How are we doing there, Jane? With Mark, we got him. She looks like she has him. Looks like she's talking to someone. Okay, let's put him on. Are we are we on? Nope. No, I think she's just phoned oh. a friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Also good. <laughs> On that note, you know, you did have another song for us. I did. Didn't yes, yes, I? You, have, you have it all prepped, and we're going to sing it. Oh, yes. Correct. Right. Well, actually, I thought our guests would sing it because yes. I don't uh, know if you know I'm this about Anthony Downing. Okay. He actually does a wicked 
Elvis oh Presley. God. Oh, do I? Yes, don't, you do. Don't you? Um, I think so. What? What? I don't even know any. <coughs> well, I know Sam will. Sam will help you. Okay, out everyone's going to help you. Okay, what are we saying? Only if you also do. Tell me what wise men do. It's too high for me. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh. You see, when when a when a performer gets, I'll have to you do know, this. Been in the industry for a certain men. amount. That's too low. Why? 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 To the sea. To, you know, that was you, lovely. you could play. How much time do you have? I'm still N- waiting for no, we have no time to play anything. Anything. Yeah. Well, what do you want to play? Well, he could play Little Mermaid and sing there, couldn't you? Ah, I want to um, be where the people are. Well, funny you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> funny you mentioned that. I was um, <laughs> just about to play it. <laughs> Yay! It's, it's all there for you. Everything. <laughs> um, I try. have to find it. We've got small problems connecting with Mark Lottering, but um, yeah, we'll we'll try get him perhaps next week on the line. I do want to know what he has nice nice things to say. Okay, here we go. Here's the team. And look at this stuff, isn't, isn't it neat? neat? Well, what would you, you see? Say this connections, connections complete. When you think I'm a girl, I would think girl you're a girl. Oh. Everything. Oh, look at this. Trove. Treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think, sure. She's got everything. Right? Yeah. Go. I've gizmos and gadgets of plenty. I got who's it and what's it's galore. You want groupies? No. I got 20. I want of bobs. <laughs> who cares? But who cares? No big, no big deal. deal. I want more. I want more. I want to be where the people are. Do the I? Audience? Do I really? Want to see them dancing? Yes. Walking around on those. What do you call them? I think you call them Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping your fins, you, you don't, don't get, get too far. <laughs> Legs are required for Jumping, walking, dancing, and those things. Strolling along down the what's that word again? Uh, streets. <laughs> <laughs> up where they walk, up where they run, up where they sail in the sun, wandering free. Wish, wish I could be, be part of that world. What would I give? To spend a day out of these waters. <laughs> what would I give to spend a day warm on the sand? I bet you on land they'd understand. Bet they don't reprimand their daughters and sons. Young women, sick of women. Ready to stand. I want to know what the people know. Yes. Mm. Tell me. Ask them my questions and get some answers. What's gonorrhea and why does it? What's the word? Burn. (laughs) When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore the world above? 
9.53 Sam can still sing That was wonderful. That oh, was beautiful. that's the best rendition. Uh, oh, Flounder. Oh, Flounder. On that note, the final question to you both. If you could be any cartoon character ever, who would you be? Oh, Flynn Rider. Oh, wow. Who's Flynn Rider? I know Flynn Rider. Who's yeah. that? How do you not know if he's Flynn cool. Rider is? Is he from Disney? Yeah. yeah. And me, Pocahontas. Would you really be <laughs> Pocahontas? <laughs> sure. Okay. Great hair, great hair, Pocahontas <laughs> and Sam Pio. Very special guests in studio, Samantha Pio, Anthony Downing. Don't miss the show, Calling Me Home. It's great, homegrown, proudly South African theatre happening at the Joburg Theatre. And it runs still up until September, 3rd of September. Yeah, it's still happening. Don't miss it. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank You've been so fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous, it's I fun. loved it. It was yeah. great. We, we'll see you next week. Yes. I'm off to Silver Scatum. Are you not going to be here next week? No, I'm with you, but I'm going to the... No, I'm flying right now. Oh, fantastic. Scatter. Enjoy the scatter. We're going to see all the cake knit people, all the Afrikaans men. I don't know what it means. Scatter means. Sounds exciting. Delicious. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. This yes. is the <laughs> Unview. We're there. We are the thin... Well, no, we still haven't worked out who the thin, the rich, and the fabulous is. Good morning. Look after yourself. The Unview. The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.